Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 218. Today's topic is Bernie's Green New Deal, Part 20. The Climate Report is a daily radio show and podcast that asks the question, WTF? Who's running the world and why do they want to ruin it for the rest of us, including their own children? The Climate Report is a thorough examination of how to solve the problem of climate change. Uh, The Climate Report is also your definitive source for information and analysis related to the Green New Deal. So email info at the Climate Report if you have any questions at all about the Green New Deal. On the Climate Report, we question everything we've ever been taught about American politics. We We question everything we've ever been taught about American government. We question everything we've been taught about um, the American economic system. And we question everything we've been taught about American culture, including American exceptionalism and the American dream. We question everything we've been taught about American economics, including the free market system, the free enterprise system, lifting ourselves up by our own bootstraps, What is the uh, source of strength in our economy? In what ways is our economy not nearly as strong as we are led to believe? We question everything we've ever been taught about American politics, including the two-party system. We question whether the Democrats are the party of the people. We question whether the two-party system is the only way to do things. We question whether the media is telling the truth or whether rather it is systematically misleading us from the truth. The views expressed on this show are those of the speaker and no one else. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. So, today's topic is Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. We are reading through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. And we got to the part, uh, number 23, in my handy-dandy numbered version of Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, which says, We will end the greed of the fossil fuel industry and hold them accountable. So, yes to accountability and no to greed. So we've been taught that the way the oil companies are, well, uh, the way oil companies are, well, that's just the free enterprise system. You have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Uh, There's no such thing as a perfectly clean world. You have to let them pollute some. Meanwhile, the top five fossil fuel companies over a period of 10 years made profits of $1 trillion. A trillion is $100 billion. These companies, the top five of them, have made profits of $1 trillion. Meanwhile, putting our climate at risk, putting the future, the very future of our species is at serious risk because of the profits and the greed and the disinformation campaign of the fossil fuel companies. It is right and it is fair for all of that money to be taxed 
heavily, for their assets to be taxed heavily, for their income to be taxed heavily, and for them to face stiff penalties by virtue of enforcing the laws that are already on the books. We need a president with a spine. We need uh, Congress with a spine, unlike our uh, present Congress people. We need them to have a spine. So when it comes to ending the greed of the fossil fuel industry and hold them accountable, Bernie's Green New Deal says, as president, Bernie will do the following things. And on previous episodes, we talked about letter A, Bernie will make fossil fuel industry pay for their pollution by doing the following things. And by the way, I'm not endorsing Bernie Sanders. He is a politician. He seems to be somebody with integrity, but he is a politician. He does not, I, I don't like everything thing he does. On other episodes, on other series I have done, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about the Green Party's Green New Deal. I've talked about the Republican Party's platform and the Democratic Party's platform. I've talked about Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, so this is not an endorsement of Bernie Sanders. It's just a discussion of his version of the Green New Deal. So uh, letter B says, as President Bernie will prosecute and sue the fossil fuel industry for the damage it has caused. Letter C, Bernie will create a national climate risk report. And I like this because at the top of the show, we talked about we're going to question everything we've ever been taught, including the uh, silly, stupid ludicrous notion that regulations are bad for business or regulations are bad for jobs. Regulations are the only thing standing in between us and the rapacious, murderous greed of big business. It's just ludicrous that to think that we can just turn them loose and let them do what they want to do because they're the engine of growth in our economy. Actually, they're the engine of devastation in our economy and in our ecology. So it says here that the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, will jointly develop an economy-wide survey of climate risks. And why not? continuing to read. To create this report, the SEC will require corporations to audit and report their climate risks. So, for example, you know, how, how many cars do you have? How much mileage do you do? Is that uh, justified in light of our goals? Do we have goals? Are we going to have goals? Are we going to have a plan? Mr. Yarmouth, are we going to have a plan? So if you're going to have goals and a plan, you have to have a way of implementing the plan. You have to have a way of measuring how you're doing in relation to the plan. So we're going to require corporations to audit and report their climate risks, especially the large corporation. We're not talking about small businesses here. Small, small businesses should want this. Small businesses should want to diminish the power of the big corporations. Uh, okay, so we're questioning everything we've been taught about the American economic system. We do not have a free enterprise 
system. We have a monopoly enterprise system. Our system is not based on uh, vigorous competition on a level playing field. It is based on a very unlevel playing field where the big fish can always eat the little fish. The bigger corporations can uh, always have an inherent advantage. I'm not saying small businesses can never exist, but they're at a serious disadvantage vis-a-vis the big corporations. So small businesses should want to do whatever uh, they can to diminish the power of the big businesses, like the big fast food companies. The national restaurant chains have an inherent advantage because they don't have to, uh, to cover the true cost of what they do. If they sell a $5 hamburger, the true cost of that $5 hamburger, is, according to Raj Patel in his book Stuffed and Starved, the true cost of a $5 hamburger is closer to $200. And it's like, that's outrageous. How can it be $200? And that's right, because some of the price, some of the uh, cost of a hamburger is, is priceless. Right now, the Amazon is burning how do you measure the cost of that uh, of the you know getting rid of the amazon the lungs of the world 10% of the species in on the planet are in the amazon and Bo- jair bolsonaro the brazilian president is turning loose the beef industry to just burn the Amazon. And as a result, there's a record number of fires, uh, 75% more fires than there were last year. The Amazon is not theirs to burn. The Amazon is priceless. The Amazon needs to be preserved as a national and international uh, asset. And yet what we have is an economic system that does not measure or account for the value of the natural world. Our economic system does not uh, preserve the value of natural capital, the capital of the the value of the natural world. Our economic system also does not uh, acknowledge the value of social capital. Our uh, economic system only acknowledges the value of monetary capital. So nothing has any value until it's converted into money. That's why we need to seriously regulate and, yes, burden these big corporations with reporting requirements, especially when these requirements relate to goals that are absolutely vital, goals and initiatives that are absolutely vital. By contrast, we've been taught that we live in a free market system, and the only way for the free market system to thrive is for the government to get out of the way. Quite the contrast, a free market system, a market system, there's no such thing as a free market, but a market system that is competitive is only going to be competitive with heavy government intervention. It takes heavy government intervention to make sure that the big fish does not always eat the little fish. It takes heavy government intervention to protect the oceans and protect the rainforests and protect the waterways all around us. 
somewhere along the way, we got the idea that the free market system, is, which doesn't exist, we've been taught that the market system should be a free-for-all. We've, and we've also been taught that we have to decide between jobs and the environment. Nothing could be further from the truth. To a great extent, we have to protect the job, to protect the environment in order to preserve the jobs that can be created within our environment. We don't protect jobs for very long by destroying the environment. If you want to destroy a local economy, then destroy the environment so that people are not willing to live there and businesses are not willing to locate there. So we're continuing to read through Bernie's Green New Deal. And it says the EPA will use the information gathered from these reports to target the worst climate risks through the economy-wide through economy-wide regulations to limit carbon pollution emissions under the Clean Air Act to achieve our carbon pollution reduction goals. So we need to have carbon pollution reduction goals and in order to monitor our progress toward those goals, we need to take especially the biggest players and hold them accountable for carbon reduction. For example, Amazon, UPS, and FedEx could be accountable for uh, shipping their goods through more freight, uh, more electric trains, and less air travel. We could, their vehicles could be electric vehicles. So electric vehicles, electric trains, reduction in air travel. And when we do that, we're not just burdening the big players. We are freeing up space for our local economies to operate in. Amazon continues to get bigger and to outcompete local businesses, partly because it does not pay its fair share in taxes and it does not pay the true cost of doing business. Maybe, just maybe, Amazon does not need to have next day delivery on so many items. Let's go on to the next item on uh, Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. Item D, we're going to implement sanctions for corporations that violate our domestic climate goals. It says here, polluters should not be allowed to run around our climate laws. Bernie will require the EPA and the Treasury Department to monitor investments and actions made around the globe to ensure our national carbon pollution emissions reductions goals are met. Bernie will impose sanctions on corporations and entities that threaten national and global emissions reduction goals. So this is talking about how you know, corporations can restructure their affairs to maybe outsource their manufacturing, uh, but you know we're going to monitor that through the Treasury Department and through the EPA. But for that matter, the Treasury Department should be used to shut down tax havens and tax avoidance. Maybe, uh, maybe. Corporations should be taxed on their worldwide income instead of uh, getting tax breaks for income that occurs in other places. Letter E, end fossil fuel subsidies. It is ludicrous that we are subsidizing 
fossil fuels uh, six times more than we are subsidizing renewable energy. Department of Energy loan guarantees should not, repeat, not be available to the fossil fuel industry. So it says here, the federal government hands out almost $15 billion in subsidies to the fossil fuel industry every year. The American people will no longer be on the hook for this wasteful and dangerous spending when we are in the White House. Item F. Keep fossil fuels on public lands in the ground. Hashtag keep it in the ground. There's no reason for these companies to be able to mine and dig and drill on public lands. For one thing, the public is not being paid its fair share of the revenues and profits derived from these minerals that are the public asset. For another thing, public lands will no longer be raped for the sake of private profit. There's no reason for us to be destroying our public lands for the sake of private profit. Letter G, ban offshore drilling. There, you know, the uh, Deepwater Horizon oil spill associated with BP about 10 years ago, that would never have occurred if we hadn't banned offshore drilling. You know, there, there was a time when there was no such thing as offshore drilling. But then oil on land got scarcer and they developed the technologies to do offshore drilling, but they want to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the ocean, and every time you go deeper into the ocean, every time you're drilling in deeper water, you're increasing the risk of oil spills. So we're going to, uh, it says here, if we are serious about moving beyond oil toward energy dependence, lowering the cost of energy, combating climate change, and cutting carbon pollution emissions, then we must ban offshore drilling. If there is a lesson to be learned from the 2010 BP oil spill disaster, it is that Congress must not open new areas to offshore drilling, offshore oil drilling. Imagine that if Congress actually took a stand to just say no to more drilling. Hashtag keep it in the ground. If it's coal, keep it in the ground. If it's oil, keep it in the ground. If it's natural gas, keep it in the ground. No new drilling. And think of that. If your oil companies or mining companies, coal mining or fracking companies natural gas companies, you're going to fight this with everything you've got because it is a direct negative impact on your profits. But we have to learn that corporate profits are not everything. In fact, quite often, corporate profits are the enemy. In many ways, corporate profits are the enemy. The Bible says the Love of money is the root of all evil, and that is very true in our economic system, in our political system. The love of money is the root of all evil. If you want to know what ails us, you can trace it back to an inordinate desire 
to have money, an inordinate desire to accumulate wealth, an inordinate desire to put profits before people and the planet. Letter H, we are going to end all new fossil, federal fossil fuel infrastructure permits. So fossil fuel infrastructure, in my mind, refers to not only pipelines, but also roads. Because whenever you build more roads and more pipelines, you're, you're not building that asset so that it's going to be useful for for a year, you're building that asset so that it's going to be useful for decades. We need to end fossil fuel infrastructure in a decade. We don't need to be building more. Figuratively speaking, if you're in a hole and you want to get out, the first thing you do, stop digging. Stop digging the hole deeper if you want to get out of the whole. Stop building new fossil fuel infrastructure if we want to uh, re reduce and eliminate our reliance on fossil fuels and fossil fuel infrastructure, not least of all pipelines and roads. It says here we will ensure fossil fuels stay in the ground by stopping the permitting and building of new fossil fuel extraction, transportation, and refining infrastructure. So all of these new projects require permits. So we're going to stop giving them permits. No permits for new wells. No permits for new fracking. No permits for new pipelines. No permits for new roads. You know, sometimes we complain about urban sprawl. We wouldn't have urban sprawl if we could say no new roads. We have plenty of space that is already developed. In places like New York City, you have people more uh, living more closely together and it can be a rich experience where you, for one thing you don't need a car to get everywhere for another thing you have an abundance of interesting things to do within walking distance of where you live there's no reason for us to have all this urban sprawl but we have urban sprawl because public policy uh, serves to you know serves to encourage urban sprawl also, public policy does not take into account the true cost of urban sprawl. It says here, additionally, Bernie will repeal Trump's executive orders, orders 13867 and 13868, which fast-tracked construction of the Keystone XL and Dakota Access pipelines and revoke all federal permits for those projects. So those pipelines are ones that are that serve to uh, transport tar sands oil southward so that it can go to Texas refineries. So we're going to say no to those pipelines. We should have said no to those pipelines already. So anyway, <clears throat> anyway, the point here is stop permitting these these uh, rapacious, uh, devastate, ecologically devastating 
projects. Stop giving the permits. Letter I, we're going to require fossil fuel corporations to repair leaking infrastructure, including natural gas and oil pipelines and drilling sites. So I don't often criticize Trump because I think Trump is a symptom, but uh, he, uh, he has rolled back so many environmental regu- regulations that it's worthy of mention. You know, you don't allow these companies to get away with leaky methane. And now they don't even have reporting requirements. Like, you wouldn't want somebody to to have to walk around with a damn clipboard and report how much methane is being released. You wouldn't want that to happen. That doesn't, because that, that's going to be bad for jobs. No, it's not. It's going to be good for jobs because it's going to give somebody a job to monitor the leaking methane. We need to create jobs monitoring monitoring the leaking methane because methane as a greenhouse gas is something on the order of 80 times more potent during the first five years after release it's 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide methane is a serious greenhouse gas and you don't just throw caution to the wind and allow unlimited amounts of methane to be released without even having reporting requirements without these companies even having to report what they know to be leaking in their operations so it says here we're going to require fossil fuel corporations to repair leaking infrastructure, including natural gas and oil pipelines and drilling sites. It says methane from fracked natural gas is 86 times more powerful than carbon dioxide at trapping heat in our atmosphere. Hydrofluorocarbons, HFCs, can be more than a thousand times more potent than carbon dioxide. Methane, leaked by the oil and gas industry each year, is roughly equivalent to the amount of carbon pollution emitted each year by the U.S. coal industry. The Trump administration repealed important regulations that were based on Colorado's regulation of leaked leaking fracked natural gas pipeline and wellhead leaks. Those regulations must be reestablished and strengthened to ensure that there are no more oil and fracked natural gas leaks. So it's pretty dumb just to say we're going to, you know, indiscriminately leak natural gas into the atmosphere. It's dumb. It's anti-science. It is putting profits before people. It is putting profits before planet. There's no reason for us to tolerate a government that will put us at risk. It's like government should be standing between us and the bulldozer that wants to run roughshod over us. The next paragraph says, We will clean up old and abandoned fossil fuel infrastructure. There are thousands of abandoned fossil fuel sites all over the country. As we move forward with this plan, there will likely be thousands more. We will put people to work in those communities cleaning up plants, pipelines, wellheads, and refineries with good-paying union jobs while ensuring the highest workplace safety standards and repurposing these facilities for community needs. So imagine that, that instead of spending money on bombs to blow things up, we will spend money on things that create 
jobs, making the world a better place, repairing and restoring uh, sites of pollution, etc. Good paying union jobs, cleaning up things that need to be cleaned up. Good paying union jobs, cleaning up the mess that is left behind by rapacious, <clears throat> rapacious and murderous corporations that care about profits more than people. There is no reason for us to allow them to continue their operations at our expense. That's about all the time we have. We're going to pick up next time where we left off this time. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. Have a wonderful day.